Hello and welcome to part two of our deep dive into the unexplained death of Gareth Williams. Part one focused on Gareth's life and the build up to his death and the subsequent findings at his inquest. Part two, which you are listening to now, will focus on mine and Bethan's theories. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, what the fuck are you doing? Get on it now. Oh my God, Mark. I'm sorry. I did ask Bethan to say that line and she was like, nope, I'm not saying that. That's very you. <sighs> mm-hmm. um, I did write it. So yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Listen to part one. Oh, Mark, stop being rude. You just need to calm down. You're going <laughs> to spank my ass. Right. We're going to stop now. and We're going to continue with <laughs> a podcast that people have actually listened to. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just going stir crazy five days at home oh, fucking hell so let's have a little recap then on part one 31 year old gareth williams was found dead in his flat in pimlico in southwest london on monday the 23rd of august in 2010 gareth's body was found in a locked north face holdall which had been placed in the bath of his ensuite there were no obvious signs of injury But then again, the heating had been turned up and his body had lain there for over a week. Consequently, it was in an accelerated state of decomposition when officers found it. Gareth worked for MI6, the British security service, and whilst his death was ruled as misadventure at his inquest, the coroner did say it was likely that a third party had been involved and that Gareth had probably been killed in a criminally mediated act. So, how did Gareth's short life come to a tragic end? Was it suicide, claustrophilia, murder, and if so, by whom? Join us as we explore all of these possibilities and more. So, Bethan, um, you've had a chance to digest the details of this rather disturbing case. And I want to go through each theory in turn, Mm -hmm. one by one. But before we do that, I just wanted to get your general vibes briefly about the case so far. Mm -hmm. So, my general feeling is murder, as straight off. I think that the heating screams that it's premeditated and it was done purposefully... And even if this was an accident and something happened, you could quite easily call the police and say something's happened and get get on with your life and do that anonymously and potentially still get away with what could have been manslaughter or an accident. But yeah, for me, I can't see suicide as being a thing. I can't see any other options. I just think it's murder. Okie doke. Thank what you. What about you? So, so what's your general feeling? Uh, well... I'm probably a little bit more mixed. I think, I, I think yes, it probably was murder. I think we're going to disagree in terms of who was responsible for the murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll come on to that point probably at the end of all of the other credible theories. But for me, I think there probably are a couple of other possibilities here. Um, I know I kind of uh, discounted the fact that he got into the bag himself. But I am going to talk about that in a bit more detail in a moment, Mm -hmm. because I do think there is a tiny possibility that 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 was the case. So let's start then with a suicide. Mm -hmm. We have to look at this as a potential uh, reason why he was found in this bag. And what I would say at this point is that his superior at MI6 phoned 999 to report Gareth missing. And when she was questioned by the emergency services operator around Gareth's mental health at the time, she did respond to say that he may have not been that happy. 
that he was having to move back to Cheltenham and he was being pulled off a project and kind of almost forced to do a different job, um, which is really weird because as far as we were aware, Gareth had made that decision himself. He wasn't yeah. enjoying London and he wanted to move back to Cheltenham. So it's a weird thing for her to say anyway, mm-hmm. but she she then contradicts herself at the inquest when questioned and she said when questioned about Gareth's mental health at the time she said there were no concerns it's an odd one because I as a method of suicide I find it really really strange I just don't think that you would I think somebody like him I don't know him but from what we've heard about him I feel like he would very methodically perhaps take an overdose or something but he would know exactly what he was doing he'd do something quite precise and I don't feel like someone as private and as together as he sounds like he was would want to do something that would bring potential embarrassment or shock factor and especially not to his family that he was so close with I, I do agree with that and also not to his profession mm-hmm. because his job was everything he that was, was so a vocation it wasn't a mm-hmm. job yeah he was so proud to work there so you know he would have known I think that it would have brought MI6 into you know question really around what had happened yeah um the only thing I thought around suicide being a potential here is that um so you're saying that if he had wanted to kill himself, he would have done it probably in a very methodical, logical way, which I completely get. My only thinking was that maybe given his job as someone who solves problems and maybe cracks codes, that kind of thing, maybe he wanted to almost kill himself in a way that would leave others scratching their heads in a way that they could never solve and we're still doing that now i mean that is a really interesting point i've never thought of that the ultimate mind fuck it's a bit like um sherlock holmes for example like you'd imagine that he would i know he's a character he's made up but yeah like he'd want to play a game Yeah. So Mm. that was my, you know, it's weak. It's a weak argument. But I did think, you know, this is the ultimate problem to solve. And is that the legacy that Gareth wanted to leave? Because we know that GCHQ, for example, do set, you know, funny little kind of Christmas quizzes uh, where people uh, have to answer really... They're absolutely impossible. Well, that's it. They're not (laughs) funny, I suppose. They're they're sort of like really difficult Mm -hmm. questions to answer and problems to solve. So they are into kind of setting puzzles and stuff like that. Um, So maybe this was the ultimate puzzle for the general public and that was his gift to us. I don't know. I think it's weird. That would maybe answer the whole buying a load of clothing and keeping it in a box sealed with labels on because that adds an element of unusual, weird, strange, like what's what's the link? Yeah. I have never thought of that before with this case, but a little bit of me is actually tempted to believe that because the sort of person he seems that he was may have really taken quite a lot of fun out of, of this yeah then we're not, not dealing with a normal individual this is a really clever guy mm-hmm. in the top 0.001% of the population but then would he have wanted he just not that you ever know what's going on in someone's mind but he then wouldn't be there to see anybody trying to solve that maybe he would set a puzzle but he'd want to watch from the outside like outside i I do get that of course i understand that but he would have known that would be a definite outcome of a death in suspicious circumstances my my Mm -hmm. only other kind of um 
argument here that does weaken this as a potential is that he had made future plans and that generally isn't a sign of somebody who wants to kill themselves although what i would say at this point is the situations differ for every individual so Mm -hmm. some people that are suicidal will make future plans and will just snap and unfortunately kill themselves Mm -hmm. at a moment's notice so uh, you know I, i don't necessarily think that that kind of adds any um anything So I'm going to move on now to scenario or possibility number two, which is claustrophilia, which I've never heard of before. No, and when I was reading um, the script with the bit where you'd written that I was reading, I was about to say claustrophobia and then realised it was wrong. So I'm guessing the opposite of claustrophobia. Uh, Yeah, it is actually. So it's a sexual fetish where adherents crave a total confinement. Um, And obviously we do have the web browser history pointing to an interesting kink. I'm trying to be trendy again. And we also had the incident with the landlady, didn't we, where she Mm -hmm. discovered him tied to his bed. So, you know, was he into claustrophilia? Was there a sexual kick that he was gaining from confining himself in in this space? potentially that that is an answer Mm -hmm. the only other thing i thought around this so this kind of sexual element to being in a confined space maybe it's almost to do with breath control which we know um features in a lot of different fetishes doesn't it Mm -hmm. gimp masks stuff like stuff that you've got around the house bethan i just i know we're making a joke but honestly confined spaces freak me out i could not I once tried to have my face put into a plaster cast mould for a friend who was mm. doing an art exhibition. And so they have to cover your whole face and you have breathing holes, but you can't see or anything. And I nearly had a panic attack and she had to take it off halfway through so she didn't get the mask done. It, I'm not surprised I couldn't do that. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I want to, uh, option number three, I want to talk about, we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail because it does lead on quite easily from claustrophilia. Um, so option three is maybe he just did it for the hell of it. Um, and I just wanted to talk about a little, uh, incident that never actually happened, but, uh, I don't, I don't know. Bethan might want me to cut this out, but, um, I'll be careful what I say. So it reminded me of something, uh, from years ago at our work, Bethan, and we used to have a safe. We used to have a safe there and it was probably about four foot high. Um, so it was quite big. You could actually get inside it if you so wanted to. Um, and we used to talk about, or I certainly used to talk about crouching inside it, like taking everything out, crouching down inside it and getting someone to lock the door um, and then get people to open it again for the yeah, fun of it. You used to kind of be like, oh, imagine if we did that. And then we'd all be like, think for almost like 10 seconds and then all of us be like no because that would be the one time it would fail and then you exactly but it was almost like that thrill Mm -hmm. taking that huge risk um and we never did it i want to make that really clear and we never would done it but i just had this overriding uh, feeling that it, it would be a good thing to do and i think because of the the kind of trauma of being in such a confined space with the door digitally locked and then being released and that huge amount of relief that you would get so it wasn't it was never a sexual thing for me it was just the the sheer hell of it um but Mm. almost a bit like a version of russian roulette i thought isn't it yeah and i think it's as well as something like that it's also the situation you're describing is a bit like when you're sat there and you think god imagine if i just punched that old lady in the face right now when you're sat on a bus yeah well it's an intrusive thought isn't it Maybe that's all it was, but mm-hmm. maybe I did have a deep desire to 
to kind of crouch down, get in the safe, have you guys lock it, wait 10 seconds and then oh. enter your codes and, and let me out. It's such a trust thing, though. I just... Uh, mm. That's it. Yeah, massive trust thing. Um, but also almost it would have felt like a bit of an achievement in a weird way. You're a freak, Mark. I am a freak. I agree. Um, I would love to know if this was just me or whether we have any budding escapologists listening at home right now. Please, please, please get in touch and tell me it's not just me, that I'm a, a complete freak. I do think that um, perhaps it's something like this, like he just wanted to know if he could or wanted to know what it felt like because everything in his life seems very measured. He'd set, He'd stayed in that same place for 10 years with his child-sized single bed and the no tv and everything was very ordered so perhaps it was something a bit random and exciting however if that was the case would we not have seen some sort of evidence that he went and did something of a lesser degree of excitement before just straight away going into this again maybe cross-dressing would he not start smaller but then we did see him tied to a bed that's so true. A few years before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I think you're right. I think if this is um, actually what happened, I think it was him trying to almost have the opposite of what he had to work, which was control. Mm-hmm. And he almost wanted to know what it felt like to not have control and to not be in control. And to have that huge element of risk and then perhaps that sense of achievement that he'd managed to get himself out of it and that huge sense of relief would have almost been like a drug to him, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, don't forget his job was solving problems and cracking codes. And this was the ultimate problem to solve. You know, one, actually kind of locking himself in the bag in the first place and two, getting himself out of it. And I've always, with with this case, I've always tried to think about bags and stuff that I have I've not seen images of this specific bag but I know that there are like some of my suitcases for example you could potentially it's a really real stretch but you could potentially lock something and then have enough of a gap to push a key back through in the little gap of the zip I mean people did try it they Mm. did have confined spaces experts um, make several hundred attempts to actually lock themselves in the bag uh, in a very similar bag and it just Mm -hmm. wasn't possible so um, others have then countered that and said actually it is possible but I've not really seen anything credible enough Mm. so um, I I personally don't think it was possible for him to get in there himself but you know could could have been the case anything could have happened really are you really going to put yourself in there, lock the front door from the outside, turn the heating well, exactly. up, put it in a bathtub to drain your own and, bodily fluids? And also there were no fingerprints around mm-hmm. that bathtub on the tiling, no. not even Gareth's. So are you telling me that he would have been able to get into that bag? And, it, yeah. it, you know, I'll talk about the size of the bag in a moment, but would he have been able to get into that without having to kind of grip the edge of the bath or push mm-hmm. himself against the wall with one hand? Yeah. And bollocks, isn't it? I don't know if, um, if I'm remembering this wrong and so hopefully you'll know the answer but I seem to remember reading something about the fact that there were no fingerprints on the lock and so that there weren't no ridiculous because unless he had also a cloth in there with him that he'd then wipe the lock with no for me he didn't do this to himself I I do agree. I'm completely there with you. So the bag itself was your typical kind of hold all um I would say if I had to describe the size I would say it's the size of a medium sized dog. Which okay. is probably one of the most bizarre so descriptions like a I could give. Retriever? Smaller. Oh, that's much. I'm going to say like How a collie. Is he going to fit into something like that then? 
well, he was he was totally squeezed in it. Mm. Um, I've got a bag of a similar size. I've spent half the weekend stuck in it, seeing if I could do it myself. Um, <laughs> I took lots of photos. We'll get them on Insta. Um, so I couldn't really do it. I, I could get in, but I couldn't really get out. So mm. um, that was a weekend well spent. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think we've kind of put those to bed so far. So I've saved the best till last, I suppose, or the most credible mm-hmm. explanation to how Gareth's life came to an end in that flat. And of course, it's murder. Yeah. So, Bethan, you think it's MI6. I do. Discuss. Um, purely because of the strangeness around calling the police. Um, they, To me, that screams you didn't want to be the ones to find him. Yeah, um, we have the time, don't we, that his body was enabled to decompose at an accelerated rate because he'd been left there for over a week. His yeah. bosses did nothing at work. And I do kind of get what you're saying. I think certain jobs, you can come in and out. As long as the work gets done by the deadline, it's not an issue. And I know that I work in an industry that's more regulated and more secure with timings and stuff. So yeah. fair enough, it's different to my work. Um, however, I do just think... There's a lot of time that they could have got in touch with him because they were, ex- yeah, they were expecting him to do a conference on the Friday. But was he not expected to prep for that conference? Was he not going to be in touch with anybody? But equally, I'm then proving myself wrong because even if you were suspicious, would you even talk to anybody else because everyone's so secretive there? I just, mm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I personally think it was a place that it is quite normal for somebody not to turn up for a week and actually no one bats an eyelid. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I might be wrong. Um, but I suppose a really suspicious thing here is that MI6 owned that flat. Yeah, exactly. It was what they deemed to be a safe house. So they would have had keys. Mm-hmm. So they could have got in and out very easily. And it's weird that it was an estate agent that took the police there rather than MI6. Yeah. Yeah. But- I don't know. I just, for me, if it was murdered by anybody else, we'd perhaps see a little bit like Forrest's death a couple of episodes ago where you get away, but then the police come. And I said about Alex, she could have called the police at any given point on her way away from yeah. the murder scene and said something terrible has happened as an accident. Or even just, I've looked in through the window and I saw someone led there. Or, But don't forget, she didn't. She didn't do no, that. No, exactly. She didn't again. And I just think there's so many ways you could get around it. Mm. You could be the person who finds the body. Yeah. So if it was MI6, why do we think they did it? I wonder if he had accessed something he wasn't supposed to or found something out at work that maybe he wasn't supposed to. Or he yeah, was I would agree. Leaving London, and he was going back to Cheltenham, and he needed to be silenced. I don't know. Uh, that's it. it. I think that there's any there's numerous um, possible motives for them, but all of it to me would center on him becoming privy to certain information that he shouldn't have become privy to. So, mm. some people have talked about the fact that he. Um, kind of accessed information at work that he shouldn't have been accessing and there was proof of that but that could have just been his way of bypassing some of that red tape that he found so frustrating so or equally it could be that yeah he came across information that was going to blow something up and he was threatening his employers and they Mm -hmm. kind of decided to silence him and I think for me um without trying to cast sort of doubt on him as a person and his and being nasty about him the fact that he got a bit obsessed with that other case and was really interested maybe obsessed is the wrong word but interested in the other case maybe he took it upon himself that he wanted to solve a crime and got too close to something that he shouldn't have been looking at or maybe he had you know accessed work 
databases to really delve deeply into that particular mm-hmm. uh, group of people yeah. um, and work found out or he found something out that the intelligence services were involved in that and complicit maybe. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the possibilities are in terms of motive definitely are endless. Yeah. So I think MI6, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to rule it out. Um, you know, they could have deliberately taken no action so that his body decomposed over a period of a week or so um, because that meant there was just minimal evidence then. Yeah, um, exactly. so, so, yeah, we'll leave MI6 there, I think, and move on to some other potential culprits, um, the next of which is a potential, potentially a lover. So maybe somebody he'd met on Grinder if it was around then, I don't know. Um, yeah, somebody could have come to the flat, they could have had sex, and then they could have killed him. I think that that's a really interesting point. However, it's a, one of those crimes that you love, but a very motiveless crime. If there's, if someone has literally just picked him off in such an unusual manner as well. Mm. Um, I think random. the motive would be sexual here because we have seen that a lot before. What's um, it was a sexual act, but then accidentally killed him. Or that there was just, you know, sexual desire mm-hmm. was derived from the act of killing somebody yeah, after a sexual act with well, them, I don't do you know. remember that case with the German guy who put online that he wanted to kill and eat someone and then someone put online that he wanted yeah. to be eaten and the pair met up and had that as their fetish for yeah. both sides? Which is really weird and totally non-sexual, but to them it was really sexual, yeah. so... Um, so I thought it could have been a lover. It could have been a random, a bit of a Stephen Port type thing where, yeah. you know, um, Gareth just happened to pick on the wrong guy who came into his flat, had sex with him and then killed him. Um, and maybe he put him in the bag uh, thinking I'm going to remove the body from the flat and then just all come back to it at a later time and never did for whatever reason, overdosed on drugs somewhere or whatever. And that's why the bag was just left there. I just don't know. I keep going back to how forensically aware the person who left him there would yes. have been and doesn't scream to me like random and i agree was, that's probably my biggest question mark yeah. with with this yeah i think we potentially might have seen other similar maybe not the same cases but similar cases where an unexplained death of somebody and then it was very french i don't know would the police not have had any sort of links with some other kind of deaths at some point then mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the final culprit, the one that I think is the most credible, is that the Russians did it. And I'm using that term in its colloquial Just sense. The Russians. the Russians. I'm talking about either Russian mafia or government, people high up in government in, in Russia. And why um, Russia um, specifically? So my reason for that is... Um, I didn't really talk about this in part one, but Gareth had been involved in uncovering some money laundering that was taking place um, within Russia, um, which the Russians were um, heavily involved in. So um, he did uncover that. And I don't know why I just, it is almost like a gut instinct. I think, I think the way he was assassinated, we've seen that before. We have seen people in this country poisoned by Mm -hmm. Russian operatives, um, There was talk that Gareth could have been injected in his ear, so there was no puncture wound that was visible. And so I think that's totally possible. Because there was the the scripples, wasn't there, very recently. um, Was it Sergei and Julia or Yulia or somewhere? Yulia, yeah, um, there was. That's potentially as well. But then we know about the other cases because it's not been 
covered up by putting someone in a bag and allowing them to decompose. So I suppose what I'm saying is there are any number of potentially credible explanations for Gareth being found in the way that he was. But I I think it's probably safe to say that it probably was murder if I had to. I think, yeah, for me, I think this the conversation has actually opened up my mind to some other ideas. And you think of cases where, um, I mean, it's usually a celebrity, but auto-asphyxiation, auto-erotic asphyxiation. Yeah, we've had that. Yeah, that sort of thing, like... Potentially it could be something sexual, but I just find that there's a bit of a leap from tying yourself to your bedpost to putting yourself in a bag. I just, there is, but... It's, but then he it's kept, it might have kept potential. a secret. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I mean, to me, mm-hmm. everything's pointing at murder. So yeah. um, we would love you guys to get in touch. Oh and my we God, will absolutely. Put, yeah, we'll put a discussion thread up on Facebook. Um, please do uh, have a look at it and let us know what you think happened to Gareth. Um, as ever our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family and I know we've had a bit of a laugh here and there but it's never ever at their expense oh absolutely Um, and you know I'll be careful in future episodes but this episode I'm just going to stir crazy so um, (laughs) I'll be much more respectful next week I I think sometimes though it's it is it's a fine line to kind of cross and to make sure that we toe that line and I think for him I mean if anything we're taking the mick out of the people who have potentially covered up this you know those people who potentially have been the murderer or the cover-up or something they're the ones that we're being disrespectful to yeah of course we're annoyed on his behalf i guess isn't it so yeah that's it Mm. so i think it's a really interesting case with you know lots of uh potential reason Mm-hmm. Uh, for Gareth's death but yeah please get in touch on uh, on the Facebook page in particular on the discussion thread a, a lot of us have got more time in our hands at the moment so um, we'll have a good debate on there otherwise uh, we will see you very soon we might have a little cheeky something for you at the end of the week as well <gasps> giving stuff away don't forget to check out our sponsors for this week's episode as well so you've got Babbel and you've also got Stitch Fix which I will pop a post up of my clothes and um hopefully we'll have a little bit more spanish to entertain you with next time definitely thanks for listening everybody thank you guys take care and stay safe stay safe bye bye